Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey, it's C Sparky, 5 or 1250 AM, The Fan, beautiful Milwaukee, Wisconsin, along with our guys, Phil Brylow and Dwight Albrecht uh, here, getting ready to do the Spare Time Bowling Show. You can follow Dwight on Twitter at Dewey300. Check him out, the Spare Time Pro Shop in New Berlin. Phil Brylow, he's at Bruce City Bowling, and he was uh, working his tail end off this weekend. Uh, what were you doing this weekend, Phil? Uh, PBA 50 Regional in Crawfordsville, Indiana. Tom Adcock came out on top. It was excitement all the way through. We had some PBA 50 tour stars out there, so that was good to see uh, when that thing in Jonesboro happens in July with the trios, with the uh, tour of the 50 and the PWBA. I, I expect Adcock to be yeah. one of those guys in the mix. So, And then I uh, spent Monday down at Mount Prospect, Blur Mount Prospect, uh, going through the PTQ and practice session and uh, PBA Elite League rounds three and four uh, were Monday night as well. So we got done with round two on, yeah. on Saturday. They on were the tweeting shows. out results of that. I was watching that. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and back here and hit the road again tomorrow to go back down to my prospect for a couple of days, home for a day, and then down to Springfield for the next tour stop Woo! for some stuff. Yeah. If you get a chance, if you haven't subscribed to PBA YouTube yet, some of the stuff we're doing on there is pretty cool. We followed Sean Rash and Chris Prather during the practice session on Monday. No, so you get an idea of what these guys are looking for during practice and everything. And it's, it's really neat to get it right from the bowler's mind. And I'll give everybody a, a sneak peek of next week. I'm hoping, uh, I think we got Tim Mack. So we're going to get the ball Ooh, be good. as they go through the practice sessions with the players and what they go through yeah. talking to the players and stuff like that. So yeah, if you haven't subscribed to PBA YouTube yet, please do so because it's, there's some pretty good stuff we got going out there Yeah, uh, that I get to be a part of. And it's pretty fun to do. That's awesome. Good stuff. Uh, so uh, Phil was busy doing that. I was busy uh, over at Burnham Bowl for City Tournament. <laughs> we won't get into that yeah. because <laughs> it won't be pretty if I do. Uh, so we'll just stay away from that. Okay, so that was youth tournament, by the way, not adults. 
uh, that here locally in West Dallas, uh, in Wisconsin. Uh, okay, so uh, let's first start off with uh, the U.S. Open. We'll get to PBA Elite League. Uh, I know that was Saturday, but we'll start off with the PBA uh, U.S. Open. I, I guess that was as bad as I can remember watching professionals of their magnitude bowl on TV in quite some time. And I'd not say that it was their fault necessarily. I mean, they were the ones throwing the ball, obviously. Um, but the oil, whatever it was, guys missing spares, guys leaving splits. Like, it was horrible. Bill O'Neill chopping the same split twice. Never seen that. Uh, I just, that split in general that he left, yeah. I, yeah. you don't see very often. And then he left it twice and then chopped it twice with the same head pin chopping it both times. Like, I, I, I just, I don't know, man. I was kind of stunned by what I watched, Dwight. Uh, I was telling Phil before the show, I watched it live. And of course, when he chopped it the first time, I'm like, huh, oh, wow. You know, and then, and then the facial expression of O'Neill. Then the second time on the same lane, he chops it. Yep. I go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've never seen that. No, it was. Yeah. And that, I mean, think of all the pins he lost in just those two frames. I mean, he has that match in hand. He let EJ back in. That That's the thing, though. I mean, you. You're talking about a guy that's been on tour forever. I mean, it's yeah. not like Bill O'Neill's first time on TV right. and the nerves got to him or the lights got the to him or whatever. It was just one of those deals where he was kind of off. And you, I'm sure we all do it, right? Where you get that angry smile where you're like, you're kind of smiling. So you I don't swear it. at everybody. And yeah. you're just trying to keep your composure until you get into a quiet room. <laughs> in which case, then you probably beat the crap out of a garbage can or something. Yeah. But I mean, that that was, and that was to lead off the show. And you're watching it to lead off the show. And you're going, okay, well, he's just off. But, but but then as you go match by match, you see more dumb stuff, crazy yeah. stuff like you don't normally never ever see, Phil. Well, you know, the cool part with having strikes, tra- strike tracks there is, and I'm surprised Dwight didn't geek out over some of this stuff because <laughs> on the misses, it was pretty incredible. Like when they showed O'Neill missing with the super washouts those two times, whether he was anticipating a move or just drifted slightly left. That ball started left of where he had his previous shot in that lane and then hit the same target. But because he had either drifted left by a couple of boards or whatever, you saw how bad that ball reacted. He, he made was, the adjustment and yeah. then the ball didn't do what he thought it was going to do. Right. So, and whether, you know, you saw that with a lot of the players on those Aaron shots where they were off a little bit on the front part of the lane, but they were still tattooing what they, what they were targeting at, if they were targeting at the arrows. Some guys target farther down lane or, or closer, but they were still nailing it at the arrows. But because the initial projection out of the hand was bad, yeah, launch angle, that's when the shot turned over. And because it was a tough lane pattern, less than a two to one ratio, it gets intensified. Your mistake gets intensified. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, a shot that maybe this week down in Illinois in the Don Carter pattern that's sitting up and striking goes high or, or misses the head pin entirely. So that was cool to have strike tracks for that. I mean, I was kind of geeking out over why did he miss? And all of a sudden, you know, you see, okay, he slipped the ball down left to where he did last time right. on that lane. That was that was neat to see. And just knowing how exacting they have to be mm-hmm. on that lane condition to get it to strike. You know, the other thing, too, is it wasn't like EJ Tack had bold that first game either. Oh. I mean, he should have lost that. If Bill O'Neill doesn't have those two yeah. uh, freak splits and, and opens, because Tackin himself, it wasn't like he had a clean game uh, either. He also was struggling. Yeah, both Saturday and Sunday night, uh, both Saturday night, Sunday, um, he kept one, uh, showing that he was rolling his elbow, and Peterson picked up on that, and he was unable to stay more behind the ball. So I don't know if it was the tightness of the lane conditions uh, that made him uh, feel like he had to be perfect with his release. But, yeah, I mean, I, he he, I, he wasn't 100%. Now remember, that's, for sure. that's home. I mean, well, yeah. for him, that's home. And you're trying to go back to back, and nobody's done that Correct. in 30 plus years. Yes. The pressure going back to back on top of it. Yeah, it's going to tweak condition. your physical game without even trying. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. It, so, it, again, Tacky didn't bowl great. 
bowled well enough because O'Neal bowled worse. 212, 209, uh, that one. Kyle Troop then gets EJ Tackett. Uh, it, it was 212 to 200, but but realistically, Kyle Troop was the better bowler in that match. You know, you could look at it and say, well, it was only 12 pins, but realistically, as you watch that match, Kyle Troop was getting closer and closer to being locked in. And then he eventually became completely locked in. Right. But he was getting closer and closer to being locked in um, as that match went on. And you're just feeling to yourself like, okay. And what cracked me up was, because thanks to Phil, uh, ruining the the whole TV experience <laughs> for me. So we had, yeah, we had city tournament on Sunday, like I said, with my kid. And so <laughs> I, I was able to watch uh, a little bit of it. Yes. Right. But, but not all of it. Cause then I had to leave. And you can't and hear do- what they're probably saying either. Right. Yeah. So, um, I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay. So, you know, troop did well. This is where I got to and stop troop beats Tackett. I stop. Mm-hmm. So I had Belmonte and Simonson still left to go later when I came back Sunday night to watch it later after the kids went to bed. I'm like, okay, peace and quiet. Now I'm going to sit back and enjoy this and watch and relax. And ran and Phil being our good friend, yes, text all of us that, <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, I'll try and get an interview uh, with Kyle Troop since he won. And then after he said to me, he's like, uh, oops, uh, spoiler maybe alert. you all didn't see it yet. Sorry. Um, spoiler so, alert, either, yeah. so, so, okay, so now I know Troop wins. Yeah. So now I'm watching it. And Randy Peterson goes, well, you know, if you think that's going to do it against you know Belmonte and, and Simonson, you're going right. to be better than that. Right. In order to win Wrong. the U.S. Open. <laughs> uh, Maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. We, we talk about it all the time on this show. I mean, EJ had ball in hand. We always mention yeah. ball in hand and needing the double. And same as what Phil was talking with O'Neill, you just get that launch angle a little to the right, and it's not light in the pocket. It's three pin, three oh, six. Yeah, and yeah. that's what happened to EJ. That's the thing. Yeah. Like I don't. But there's ball no, in hand to win the match, and eh. yeah, but but there's no way to explain to or. Uh, show an example of to a common league bowler yeah. just how difficult yeah. it is when you're doing what they do. Mm-hmm. And remember, they've they've bowled like 50 or 60 games yeah. leading up to that. It's not like that's their ninth game of the week that they're bowling. I mean, they got to be exhausted. Plus, you have league play for some of those guys the night before. So you're bowling in that and you come back and I got to go bowl for the for a major at this point. Like that to me was. Something that I, I, I don't think people understand. I think the closest a league bowler can get to that, what they probably bowled on, is Willow Creek. When Willow Creek puts out a tough shot, uh, that's about the same ball reaction. One board in, it's a crossover. One board right, it's three pin. So, I mean, again, Willow Creek, major money-making type of tournament. But, I mean, that's the tournament where they don't want you to win. And, of course, they put out uh, an extremely tough pattern and very, very difficult to get to the pocket on that type of pattern. Yeah, I mean, go to your local bowling center if they have an oil the lanes in a couple of days and it's all chewed up and they had grade school kids chucking it up the middle or off the bumpers or whatever and then go bowl on that and try to figure it out so am i wrong maybe i'm completely wrong so i'm not going to make an assumption i'm just going to ask the question it, with the pba pga tour we've talked about this before on this show over the years they try to screw up the golfers with <laughs> green conditions or whatever they do yeah, right? the word is penal right yeah. they, they try to screw them up is it the same way for bowling where they try yeah. to give them a very, very difficult pattern. Yeah. To, I'm not going to say embarrass them, but to really, really challenge them versus whatever they may be seeing on the PBA tour. It's a major. So you're going to raise that bar uh, of how tough it's going to be. Passion, drive, and patience. 
What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Well, that did not look like the Players' Championship to me. The Players' Championship bar was that race because that, to me, they were they were bowling pretty well in the Players' Championship pattern. This thing here created a whole bunch <laughs> of problems. Well, and it's it's three different patterns before they get to the match yeah, TV right. show. And two of the patterns were dead flat this year. One's in the 37, 39-foot pattern. The other one was 49 feet dead flat. Then you had a 41 or 42-foot pattern that they called the middle finger because that's exactly <laughs> what it looked like. Somebody sticking up a middle finger uh, with a real thin strip up the middle. And, yeah, it's it's made – that's the, you know, Chad Murphy and the USBC, and that's their thing is, you know, they want to see who the best bowlers in the world are. And you have in order to do that, you have to make the conditions brutal. And yeah. if you look at that top five, you look at anybody that made the match play round. Yeah. I mean, what? that's phenomenal. You, you're not going to skate by with the right ball reaction and short blocks and and not, you know, sitting in the same ball for six or eight games. Uh, you you got to have everything together to, to win the U.S. Open. Yeah, I like the graphic that they showed when the matches started. Thelmo beats Troop or whatever, 188 to 182. Yeah. 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 yeah that, I mean, people don't see that. That was during the week. On the yeah. Right. And, and that's the thing, too. When you get to that shot where uh, – you you get tacking up there and troop is sitting down mm-hmm. and the camera's on troop yeah. and troop was pretty much going I'm no way this. yeah there's yeah. it's over there's no right. way I know I'm not going to well, win this it's all over hand. well it's yeah. the same thing uh, last and then, year and then tack it tack it doesn't finish and then troop ends up winning and advancing and surviving and I would call that survive in advance yeah. Yeah. is kind of what it was for Kyle Troop yeah no absolutely I mean it's you, you get away with a two twelve game. You throw that in the players' championship, that was an instant Fine. loss. Yeah. So you throw it at the US Open, you got yourself a chance. And you know, it was yep. just surprising that EJ moved that little bit left and just whiffed it on the bottom. I mean, and just missed right a target. And and yeah, it was that was it. Huge. Yeah. You no, know, because you look yeah. at the year before, what did EJ need to do to win the US Open title? Strike right. in the 10th against right. Kyle Troop. So that's yeah. why Kyle was sitting there going, Nah, no it's, it's, it's not happening. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's gonna you know, history repeats itself. Yeah, not this time. Not this time, though. Not this time. All right, so then uh, we come back, and it's Kyle Troop against Jason Belmonte. And again, going off Randy Peterson of, okay, get ready. He's going to have to throw better than he's thrown if if he's going to beat Jason Belmonte. And Jason Belmonte probably had the worst TV show of his career. I don't know this for sure. I'm not positive. 157? I've never in my life seen him throw 157 on TV. For except for the EJ match, Kyle was really never pushed. I mean, because he had the title already won in about the eighth frame of the last game, and and of course, huge gift uh, from uh, Belmo. Very uncharacteristic, bad ball reaction. Here we go again with Mo Pinnell's quote. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, the other thing that confused me was he kept looking at Tim Mac, mm-hmm. um, and Mac was making him 
uh, ball choices or changes. And, and I, I just wonder why he went to Tim Mack instead of the other storm ball reps and which were there. Well, it's, it's just personal comfort for, yeah. for Belmo. No who doubt. Trusts. Who, yeah. And you watch that first ball that Belmo threw and that I've never seen a Jason Belmonte ball hit the one, three pocket and deflect as much as that ball did in the first frame. Like it Pretty finished great, like great. Yeah. over the right side of the nine pin spot. It almost got over. The, yeah. It was bad for, for week 10. Then and then yeah. you try, he tries to correct it the next time up on that lane. Doesn't work. Tries to do it again. The fifth while Tim Mack was talking yeah. about it. And sure enough, that's it. And then they had to make the ball change. And even yeah. that, and then, when he, you know, two, four, eight, 10. Yeah. It, seventh frame, it's done, but he looks back at Mac and he, it's just like the right lane just got him. Right. It, it also shows you even the best in the world, which Belmo is how quick that one game goes. And if you don't have it figured out quick, you're done. But I don't Mac care how even said good that, you are. That it would, that pattern was kind of destructed uh, by Kyle Troop of where he was throwing his ball. And that was kind of screwing up Belmonte from where he wanted to go. So yeah. then he had to adjust and, by the way, again, PBA tour, the ball reps talking to Randy Peterson uh, w- was great. I mean, yeah, that, Brett that, Spangler. That, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that was, was good. Awesome. I like that. Yeah, I yeah. like that a lot. I mean, you got to be quiet so you don't interfere with Belmonte or whoever yeah. uh, is right. bowling at that time. But I like that touch. I like it a yeah. lot. Yeah. Hopefully they put like a little make a little booth for the ball rep or something like that. So they can actually because you could it was hard to pick up Tim at first when they first started talking to him. But, you know, so they can do that in the middle of the match and just go, hey, let's talk to the ball rep. Let's get the idea of what's going on in the player's head. Right. And they, go from there. They got a new earpiece. I saw it during the first show. Uh, it's like a green plug. Phil probably knows that type of technology, but it really picks up the voices real well um, for the uh, for the fans at home to listen to it. Uh, so I did see they didn't have that last year. So that's a new Correct. piece. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I think they're, again, the, the Tom Clark and those guys just continue to just continue to yep. push the envelope a little bit more, try to figure great. out how to make it a little bit better for the fan experience. And I think those ball reps I'm um, having those conversations, even though it's once a match or whatever, yeah. is still good because it yeah. allows the person at home on the inside of kind of what is going on. And when he said, "Yeah, we're gonna make a ball change after this," you know, after commercial, we're going ball, we're making a ball change. That's cool yeah. because now, yeah, now you know they're making a ball change. And again, Randy Peterson and those guys are usually pretty good as far as okay, they made a ball change, but sometimes it takes them a frame or two to yeah. realize because if it's the same color oh, or whatever, a monitor just you, like we are, right? You don't really right. realize that they made a ball change. Yeah. So when you have a, a ball rep telling you, "Here you go," now every fan home is like, "All right, well, let's see what happens. Let's see if it's any different or yeah. any better." Yeah, Correct. I love it. I, I thought yeah. it was very well done. Yeah. All right, so Belmonte embarrasses himself with a one fifty-seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now it's Troop against Anthony Simonson, mm-hmm. and again, like Dwight said. Not close again because Simonson went out there like Belmonte uh, and was a lost cause. What did he open his two first first two frames of that match? I think he did. And you wouldn't believe how many people came into the shop so far this week. And I said, "What was Simonson doing playing second arrow?" I said, "You guys got to remember, they kept showing the highlight of him winning the U.S. Open, I believe, last year in Detroit." He goes over to the guys on the side and punches That's a couple in the chest. A couple of years ago, Tackett won yeah. last year. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, but he was using the same ball, playing the same line. Uh, but even though it was in Detroit, that was where he puts the sunglasses on after he wins the show. Right. So obviously, maybe he, he thought it was very questionable. Why isn't he playing the same line that Troop's playing and having success from? And, and you're going to go completely outside second arrow and play down in and with a sand, a polished uh, uh, gem. There's no traffic there. He's making his own area. I mean, we I, saw I, yeah. You saw what happened with the other three, with the other four righties destroying what was there in that pattern. Right. And. I, I, it was. It, it's not a surprising choice. We've seen Samson do it before, where he will go where other people haven't gone, and he will make it work. 
Now, those two shots in the first and second frame weren't bad shots. No, bad that break. light 4 8 10 was yeah. one of those head shakers where you just go, What the how the hell did that happen? Yeah, kind of thing. And then four, you know, a four nine, you creep up a little high with a good entry angle, and bam, there's a four nine. They weren't terrible shots. No. Bad breaks but start. when you get yourself down that quick and then troop comes out with a double and a spare well then he's pressing when he gets back up again i, I told customers at the shop he he played that line because he's had previous success at the u.s open with that line with that same ball i almost thought like did he maybe in practice i was waiting to see it did he maybe try the left side because there was no traffic there but by the time the tv show happened you saw how far right those guys were it wouldn't have been successful for him because we've seen him win titles Okay. throwing a backup ball i mean the guy the guy's got so many tricks yes it's not even funny he can and he's done it and he can play areas and lanes that other players get scared i would say me yeah, i will say get scared to play <laughs> at a certain point yeah. they have a comfort the players have a comfort factor where they've been all week simo's like okay well you guys tear that up i have my own i can make my own results right here yeah. and he and you know hats off to him he he stuck with the game plan so one thing that I got to bring up and it's been driving me nuts since the show. And you're, hopefully you can correct me on this and I'm probably going to be wrong by saying it, but Peterson talked about it a couple of different times during Simonson's match that he's using a ball that he would normally not be able to use on the PBA tour yeah, because correct. it's over older than two years old. Correct. And that was his uh, idol solid. But yep, I yep. thought the two year rule was for urethane only. No, that's for everything on tour. It has to be manufactured after August 1st, 2022. The technology is changing so fast. Uh, well, because so. he was able to use it because it was a USB-C event. Correct. And yeah, okay. so at the USB-C masters at the end of March, he'll be able to do the same thing again. And right. we all know Simonson in the Masters. He's had a pretty good track record in yes. that event as well. Correct. So, yeah, it does open up, you know, the amount of equipment that some of these players can use in these events. Is it the greatest thing sometimes? Well, sometimes you overthink because now you have more options. Yes. Yeah, you know, can it come back to bite you? Sure, it can. Absolutely, it can. But, you know, you, you, you go by the rules that you're given. Troop at the end of that, because uh, it was, a, like you said, it was over by the eighth frame, 223, 181. Um by the end of that, you could just see him just start weeping and crying and all the emotion mm -hmm. and guppies over there mm -hmm. um, in, in the stands. My mom called me. She's like, did you finish watching it yet? I was like, yes, I just finished. She's like, guppy looks old. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guppy yeah. is old. Well, yeah. my mom's probably, I don't know how old he is versus my mom, but I'm guessing they're probably around the same age. Mid, um, mid to late, yeah, mid 70s. Yeah, she's, yeah. yeah, she turned 70 this yeah. year, so yeah. somewhere in lot, that area. A lot of people, social media, a lot of people locally, very happy for Kyle Troop. Yes. Uh, at, people asked me in the shop, is he that nice of a guy? And I said, well, yes. I met him at Holler House uh, with my daughter uh, for the Team USA versus the World match. And Yes, he's that nice of a guy. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people want to know if he's really like that in real life. And I think he's extremely genuine. We had him on our radio show. Many times. Uh, a couple right. times. Yep, yeah. Several times. Even actually. this last year. Yep. Um, did you see the part where he went over to EJ's parents, um, uh, gave uh, Ed the fist pump, yep. and then yeah. hugged his mom? And yeah. you hear the mom saying, we love you too. So yeah. obviously. Again, these guys, and again, you all tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. I feel like this core group of really good players side Belmonte all feel tight to me. Like they're all boys. Even, they're all tight. Like he said, I'm pretty sure he said, I love you like to Anthony Simonson too. Yeah. Uh, and Tackett. He said the same thing too. Yeah. I feel like these guys that have all kind of come together these last few years all seem real tight in our friends. I don't think that was necessarily the case all the time on this tour, but it yeah. feels that way now. It's well, it's kind of funny during the writer strike. They had that strike force five with the talk show hosts. Oh. Like the guys that were on the show this week were kind of bowling strike force five. I mean, they're all, you know, they, I know Belmo and EJ, I, I've seen them hang out on the lanes 
after, you know, for a while at events. And yeah, that whole group right there, Belmo and, and, and William O'Neill are, are, are roommates. And yeah, it's, it's a pretty tight knit group with those five. I mean, you get to that level and it's, you know, yeah, you want to beat the crap out of the other guy when you're on the lanes with them, but there, there's a bond there for being in that type of situation. And, and, and that's a pretty good bond that those, those guys have. And at that top level, it's so different than the up and coming guys with the house. Right. Right. I mean, or, or Brad and Kyle kind of thing, you know, the, there's guys in the Brad and Kyle circle, those guys in the house circle that get kind of tight and they're all kind of on the same trajectory, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. So check, check Packy Hanahan's shirt on Saturday night. It now has a logo of the house, yeah, yep. which is good. Yeah, yeah. Right. Should have been doing I picked, that I picked up on that. I think there's a lot of mutual yeah. respect. Sparky between them all, uh, yeah, you know, and they, they talk whole, about the whole hug and I love you, that type of stuff. And other people's parents, like you just, I mean, you just didn't well, you gotta, see that. You got to remember right. Simon, That's and Troop, something. Simon and Troop came out on tour at the same time. Right. I mean, they were buddies, team fish back when that team was a fish, thing yes. type thing. So yeah, Correct. I mean, it, it, it goes back and I've seen it too at, at, at a PBA event last year where, you know, it was just Simon did something and Troop just, wanted to beat you know it was like a big brother little brother just wanted to just beat him up after it happened yeah. i mean just was pissed off and wanted to let wanted the tournament director to, to let simo have it and that kind of thing and then by the next day okay hug it out and it's done and and that type of thing so it's a it, it's a tight-knit family and they're all going through the same ups and downs out there and and when you're at a certain level then it's easier to maybe bond a little bit more i mean look at jack and arnie back in golf yes. days yep you know beat the crap out of each other on the course comparison but, yeah uh, they both helped each other with a lot of business yes, off the course as well. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I, so it's, I totally it's agree with you good. on all that. Yeah. Okay. I, I want to get to the PBA Elite League. We don't yeah. have, we, we ran way long on that. <laughs> um, but what a show, though. Right. Uh, but quickly on the PBA Elite League, multiple gutters in this thing. Yep. Yeah. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, that, that is crazy yeah. that you throw, that you have, you don't normally see a gutter on a TV yeah. show, and you see several gutters on a TV show. Peterson hit uh, it right on the head. Ugly show, <laughs> ugly, ugly matches, ugly show. It was, and then it yeah. translated over to the next day where you had more kind of ugly bowling to <laughs> kind of go along with it. That's kind of what it was. I don't want to get into all that necessarily. Let's talk about the atmosphere because that's all I really mm-hmm. cared about going, we in, going into this yeah. thing. That was pretty good. Yeah, um, that they weren't bad. They yeah. were not bad, y'all. Y'all held your own in Indiana. That was. We'll see how this goes going forward. But I, I, I think that was pretty solid. Get people dressed up in costumes and stuff like the way they. I think yeah. they did a pretty good job. I, I recognized a couple of the locals that were there in the lumberjack costumes. I mean, there were indie guys there, and they were just having fun with it. And the crowd was having fun with it. And the PBA let the crowd have fun with it. And I think the diehards that were there, they know the Portland thing, and they know. One to holler, one to keep going, one to be quiet. You know, it was right. it was that type of thing. So, it I don't think it took much cro- much coaching from from Mike Jakubowski or anybody else at the PBA uh, to get that crowd going on Saturday because they've seen it, they wanted to be part of it, and that's why they were there. I think you just have to apply pressure. Like this is what it is. Don't let us down because right. if y'all screw this up, it's going to take away from what this is supposed to be. And yep. I'll give you an example. Kay came into the room. She sat down. She goes, what the hell is going on? Why are they being so loud for? <laughs> and I said, oh, whatever. She's like, I thought that was in September. I'm like, it is, but this year, right? Yeah. So, because she remembers sitting there watching with me. She knows I call Portland, Maine, bowling heaven, and I want to go there. Right. Yeah. So she knows that, but she's like, what is this? I'm like, it's the same thing, but now they're going city to city or yeah. whatever the case may be. 
Um, so she right away sat down and realized something was different than what I normally watch on TV and picked it up. And that is what you have to have for people going through the channels that will get them to stop. I guarantee you every single time it will stop them. Then once you stop them, don't throw gutter balls. Right. I mean, that's that's pretty much what it comes down to. Some drama. I mean, the gutter balls added a little drama to it here and there. I felt so, bad. And, and Parker, I mean, Parker's look after Simonelli did it in the second in the second game with Waco. That was I'm surprised nobody's memed the hell out of that yet. Saying, <laughs> I, the look was I, awesome. I could have told you this Best. was going to happen with Simonelli. I I could have bet my house on it. <laughs> Not bullying. Last Angry. year that dude was on a vengeance tour, right. so that you could just see like he was mad and. Yeah, it bold angry. Much F you to everybody. We're going to do it the way I want to do yeah. it. And I'm going to go beat everybody. Yeah. This year, he's back to being normal Ryan Simonelli again, which yeah. means you're going to get Ryan Simonelli normal type stuff. Yeah. Last year was a one one time deal. You're I, not going to see that. Yeah. The guy that always struggles on TV is the guy that almost went perfect, which was DJ Archer. Yes. You know, I mean, that guy was uh, the guy of the show. You know, I mean, hardly ever missed. So. I mean, I was in the crowd for the doubles event with Ashley a couple of years ago at a Bolero and uh, I, in practice, I looked at Ashley, I go, he's lost, you know, like, I mean, just no look whatsoever. He goes out there and strikes literally every time where all the other guys were struggling yes. big time. My wife, Betty goes and says, while watching the show, do you think all that screaming distracts them? <laughs> and I'm just like, well, sure. A little bit, because again, they have probably a very little bit of miss area out there. And you got fans. Well, if it's constant. It's not a problem. If everybody's right. screaming at the same time and you know yeah. it every time, your body probably gets yeah. used the to it. Is when it's everybody's quiet, somebody right. goes, "You suck!" Right? Why yeah. did you draw, go to throw the ball? Right. Yeah. Then that guy may charge into the stands and, and want to fight right. somebody, especially if it's Pete. Well, but you, I mean, that's the thing. You mentioned that Monday night during the PBA League round three and four in Mount Prospect. They had some music going, and all of a sudden, somebody hit a button, and all of a sudden, the music went from from five to eleven. And also all the players would turn around and I forgot who was on the approach at the time. And like, they just stopped. And got reset. Then it goes from 11 to 15 a minutes later, while Stu Williams is throwing the ball Oops. and Stu packs the pocket. And I hope this makes the PBA highlight reel this week. Two drivers around you just goes, turn it up. It was great. I mean, so yeah. he embraced it a little bit, but yeah, yeah you, you mentioned the sound levels. I mean, and there was a good crowd Monday night. There had to be close over a hundred people trying to jam the concourse in Mount Prospect. As much four as Rash does around that state, you would think that they would have a big crowd. Oh, he had a he, he had does a, a ton around he, the state. He of had a huge local yeah. following. Prather had some yeah. locals over there watching him too. AJ Johnson had a whole bunch of family there. And outside of that, there had, I mean, I'm talking fan. I'm not talking like family members. Of it. There were a hundred some fans in there that I never had seen at a PBA event before that were checking out the league. That's so awesome. it was pretty cool. Yeah. And the league show on, on Saturday on, on FS1, highest rated FS1 show for the PBA since 2021, according That's to Jeff awesome. Rickles. Hell so, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. So people, go. so the casual fans embracing the league as well, which is great. Talk, That's what you got to get. That's talking awesome. about Stu Williams, though. Come on. You guys got to agree with me on this. He had the best react of the year on his spare shot. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had been left. Well, yeah, he's like, what are you doing, Stu? And he gets up there and then, of course, makes it. It was the best react. I, I just was dying laughing. I was rolling on the floor. When he threw that gutter. I felt worse for him on that one on his gutter than I did anybody yeah, else. I was up in the air on this spare shot. Yeah. So he just keeps screaming yes. at, oh, my God, it was hilarious yes. for TV. So you think uh, after shots like that on TV, they come in the next runner league and Stu would be like in the middle of the line or something. Like that. They had Stu bowling anchor. On Monday night. Hmm. So the the trust was there with Stu and uh you know it wasn't a good night for Waco, but it was still yeah, uh just a really they lost moment. a couple of roll offs. 
but uh yeah it was uh interesting to see like you know short memory dump and hey Stu's yeah. got a good look I don't Let's know why we're doing roll-offs when we're not on TV. Why are we doing roll-offs when we're not on TV? The, you got to keep the format the same for every round. You no, can't you give... don't. You don't. You're not on a damn time limit. You do not. They That's are a on kind dumb of... way to decide it. The... You, if you don't have a fine, then the, the, this is my thing. Okay. I'm t- and I don't care what they all think or what you think. When you're not on TV and you're not pressing to a time limit for TV, you should have a different way of finishing this. Throw another four frames, whatever you want to do. That roll-off thing is dumb. Stupid. It's been stupid for a long time, and it continues to be stupid. Let them throw another three or four frames and see what happens. And if they're tied, then take another frame off and do it again. So maybe you throw three frames. And if it's tied after free frames, then you throw two. Then you throw one. And then if you're still tied, go back to three frames and start over. Well, they do three balls. They just add the pinfall counts together. I mean, three balls, not not not, not frames. frames. Yeah, right. not frames. Right, balls. Three balls. I don't want balls. Okay, I've got balls. So do you? <laughs> but I'm talking about spare shots and strikes. Okay, and bowling. So you don't think Barnes' God. clutch strike was drama filled? Oh, sure. He had one shot before that. Yeah, yeah. he gets up there Two, ice yeah. cold and laces it for the team to win. Yeah. And that's, it's great because it's, it's, it's Chris Barnes. It's clutch. All that stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I just, just I, didn't like, care for it. I, I thought it was OK. Can you imagine that? Oh, in the NFL. All right, everybody. Line up. Field goal right. competition at the end here. Let's see who can hit a 50 yarder to win it. Sports. People yeah. will lose their damn mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hate it. I've always hated it. <laughs> Take a quick time. I'll come back. I'll talk about this new app that's coming out that the PBA Kind of, maybe they knew it was coming. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. But it's going to be huge yes. for the PBA Tour. Huge, I tell you. And Tom Clark probably was having a couple of beverages and celebrating <laughs> last night when this story came out. If he didn't Pop know it was coming. Champagne. He probably knew it was coming, though. Back after this, Spare Time Bowling Show. All right, back on the Spare Time Bowling Show, 12.50 a.m. The fan is where you can catch all my fine interviews so throughout the course of the week. Brewers, Bucks, Badgers, Marquette, whatever the case may be. Usually do three or four a week. Go to 12.50 a.m. thefan.com or just check it out on your Odyssey app. He is Dwight Albrecht. Follow him on Twitter at Dewey300. Spare Time Pro Shop in New Berlin. Always busy. He is Phil Brilo. He is always busy as well. Follow him at Brew City Bowling. And if you're heading down to Mount Prospect, you'll see Phil, right? You're going back down there, what, Thursday? Thursday, Friday, I'll be down there, yeah. So yep. not much going on Friday, but Thursday night, the last round of uh, match play in that, you, you'll you see me there. Yep, go check him out. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Bruce City Bowling. Oh, okay, so uh, let's talk about this new app. I was mm-hmm. so excited yesterday. I quote tweeted and said, this is huge for the PBA Tour. ESPN, Fox, which is mm-hmm. where we have the PBA Tour, and Warner Brothers Discovery shared only some details of their agreement on Tuesday. The deal is they are going to create a streaming service that's an all-in-one that has all the sporting events that all of them carry. That includes the NCAA tournament. That includes the World Cup for soccer. That's everything kind of going into this uh, all at once. Um, CBS, uh, Neil Pilsen is from USA Today, former president of CBS Sports. It is certainly surpri- it certainly is surprising. He called it a potential watershed moment. Uh, let's see here. The joint venture would be offered directly to consumers and will include ESPN Plus, which is beautiful because most people don't watch ESPN Plus, um, plus ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, SEC Network, ACC Network, ESPN News, ABC, Fox, FS1, FS2, Big Ten Network, TNT, TBS, and True TV. That is simply hmm. amazing. That's amazing. 
Yes. And if you're able to get your bowling events now onto an app where all these people are coming anyhow for other things or whatever else, you're going to be able to bring people in. I will say there's one concerning uh, little thing here. I have two. <laughs> I think it's I think it's the writer that is the issue. I don't think it has anything logistically to do with anything. But he says what you get on those channels would be available on this app. That includes the NFL, Major League Baseball, the NBA, WNBA, NHL, NCAA basketball tournament games, and the PGA Tour. No mention of the PBA by this knucklehead writer. Um, <laughs> but obviously, it, it's going to get there. Um, Thompson predicts it could cost more than $40 a month That's in order yeah. to uh, get it done. Um, so we'll see what it costs either way. It's a no brainer. Like yeah. I, I don't, as a sports fan, there it is as a sports fan. Yeah. As a sports fan, right. you pay the money and you just do it. Phil. I mean, the huge thing is that Fox finally has a streaming outlet for their sports, which well, didn't you, they you have be- Teletubby or whatever no. it was Two, Yeah. But they weren't streaming sports on it. <laughs> TV. So we can watch PBA tour on there. Anyhow. You can watch PBA tour right. on there anyway. So, yeah, so so centralizing everything and then getting the cross, you know, it's not going to be direct cross promotion, but when people are scanning the app and all of a sudden, well, okay, this basketball game's done. One of my oh, PBA bowling, okay, I've yep. heard, and they show a picture of Belmonte on the or screen troop. grab or troop on yep. the screen grab. Yeah, let's check this out, and then they go and they can, you know, Just the best it. part is if you miss it live, you go back in the app and watch the archive. That's the best part of the whole mm-hmm. thing because. You know, so many guys, you know, I'm the same way. I have to set my DVR a bunch of times in order to watch I record it. stuff. Yep. And yeah, so this is great. Now I don't have to worry about setting it. If I forget to set the DVR or something, I don't have to wait to see it. Here I go in the app. Bam. Here we go. I'm watching U.S. Open from Indianapolis or, or the Illinois Open from Mount Prospect. So, yeah, it's going to be pretty good to get that extra cross promotional bump or, you know, just the guys that are as they scan the app. What can I watch now? Because the sports diehards, there's not too many guys that just casually watch a sport i think right. so you just, watch several they watch several sports yes. casually they have their diehard whether they're a packer fan or bucks fan here in milwaukee or brewers fan but they'll scan the other and see what's going on i think that's going to be a huge part of getting bowling a little more front and center on that app what do you say dwight um right away i thought of peacock and indycar when i read yes. your tweet um and i'm like finally about time <laughs> you know um uh peacock's not in on this so peacock NBC's is not nbc in on it. yeah i know yeah yeah but what IndyCar does for Peacock, gotcha. you know, oh, right. deal, you know going yes. on to them. Yeah. I'm just thinking finally our version of it. Right. That's what I was thinking. Right. Um, uh, one of my concerns was, of course, the expense and the price because Peacock's pretty affordable. Y'all uh, should just buy direct TV or cable at this point. I, seriously, between all the apps you're paying, most yes. of you are going to be spending $100 a month anyhow at this point. Yes. You might just go back and get regular well, over-the-air TV and call it a day. Well, I have HBO on my uh, with Spectrum Cable. I get Max for free, and supposedly Max is one of the things they gonna, they're going to bring on this package. Is you, you'll probably get a better rate than if you just get it as a standalone. Mm-hmm. So that's fine with me. My other concern was what if this does go through and it does do well for the PBA, what happens to Bold TV? That was oh, my, that's going to be a whole. It's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. Okay. They're not going to have. They're not going to con- do qualifying. It's just what's on right. over the, what's okay. on TV. Yeah, Got no, it. that's that's all. Yeah, they're the, you know, ten thousand subscribers to Bull TV and. Yes, but the bigger thing here is that somebody's got to ask Tom Clark, Riggles, yeah. us, whoever. Somebody has got to find out, and he they probably don't have the details of this worked out. But how much of that money cut? do you get of advertising that's in the streaming now Right. Yes. on top of whatever you have on TV? So 
Yeah. You know, if he's got 500,000 people watching a bowling show or 400,000 people watching a bowling show, whatever it is, and then I've got another 100,000 on the stream, I mean, now you can really blow this thing up. And now if I'm Tom Clark, I'm trying to figure out, okay, I'm trying to figure out who are my most successful bowling centers for league play and whatever else. Yep. And I'm trying to figure out how to get banners put up in all these bowling alleys. Mm-hmm. Hey, follow the PBA tour on right. this app and I'm getting it everywhere. I can possibly get it I'm, real quick. Go back to city tournament, youth bowling. Mm-hmm. No U S open, mm-hmm. nothing. Yep. No U S open. The TVs weren't even on <laughs> actual things. The Badger game was on in the bar, but they didn't actually have the TVs on over the lanes during it. I was like, oh, 2.30. This is great. I'm going to be able to watch the U.S. Open while I'm here. Yeah, yeah no, no. They didn't even have it on. Yeah. Nothing at all. I don't even, yeah. The TVs may not even work for all I know. I have no idea. <laughs> Who knows? I've uh, been asked, waiting to ask all week how that mustard was on your hot dog. That's a whole Oh, man. There we go. Yeah, don't get me going because I, I was so we'll, mad when we'll I left there. We'll have a few more minutes, Dwight. I know. So mad when I left there. Okay, so we all agree that streaming app yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Speaking yes. of local bowling centers, yes. uh, yeah. Dwight Albrecht uh, might have a little bit of a scoopy scoop yeah, I had a customer, uh, for everybody. Uh, so hopefully it's correct. Okay, what yes. do you got? Well, we're hoping because, uh, again, a customer told me, um, but I reconfirmed it with our, man- uh, our mechanic over at New Berlin, and I guess it is true. That uh, Fox View Lanes Fox uh, with Stefan Honan is this spring going to install stream machines. So it's the first proprietor to get on the stream machine bandwagon. Now, the customer that told me said out of the 16 teams that they have there, six already have told him they're leaving. And I'm like, well, you're not even giving it a chance. I said the new machines, which is what we talk about on our radio mm-hmm. show, are getting to the point where you can't even really tell a difference. So after I talked with them, I had a gut feeling he was one of the six that were leaving. And after I talked with him, maybe I want him back in. Who knows? But yes, that was yesterday. And and kind of like the story broke that it's going to be okay. Stefan Honan from so this Fox is, Run. This is what I'll tell y'all. Okay. And I've not been there mm-hmm. myself. So I'm telling you to go somewhere I've not been to to go check it out. But I've been to one of their other facilities. The Spare Time Entertainment Center that I was to in Iowa. Yeah. Um, they had strings on the pins and we did a show of me talking about them, whatever else. Right. Now, since then, they've obviously improved or whatever. Yes. But there right. is a spare time entertainment center in Madison, I believe now. Mm-hmm. Go there and bowl. Go, yep. Get your ball. You and your boys on your team. Yep. Go get your ball. Go to Madison and go there and bowl. Now, again, this is a family entertainment center, right? So there's arcade. Yep. There's laser tag. There's all this other stuff. But there's a ton of bowling lanes. That's what their main thing is. And there's string pins. Go bowl and see. Go yes. bowl and see and say to yourself, okay, is this horrible? Can I bowl in league with this? And if you go, yep, I can't deal with this. Like it's screwing me up and I'm all messed up. Okay, then don't bowl in league there. His, but if you yeah. go there and you bowl and you can't really tell a difference, right? then just go bowl. Hey, man, I'm with you. I think it's dumb. I agree with you. Right. But fact of the matter is you have nobody going to school or nobody getting trained no. to be mechanics on these, on these machines anymore. No. None. Yeah. So now you're stuck. I mean, yeah. there's some like Gary Dershevsky is still going around and helping people yes. that are having issues or whatever else. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to be here forever. Right. He's not right. going to get any younger. So you have to have a plan in place. Right. All of these centers, I'm telling you now, within the next 10 to 15 years are going to be strength. Well, That's his comment was the problem is yeah. you have to be able to flip the bill to pay for it. Eight, to we heard it 18 to 24,000 a lane. It's a lot of money for but strings. The energy savings that they're getting on these will pay for itself in a not long period of time. They're saying that yeah. with what you save in energy and stuff like that you're going to get your money back in six yeah. to eight years. And that and a conventional year, pin setters. 
yeah. and your pricing on your parts is cheaper. There's yeah. fewer parts and mechanics. Mechan- yeah, maintenance. No mechanic. You can uh, you could do it, yourself. You train somebody to be a mechanic in a day on these string pins. So, and yeah, his only concern was what's going to happen with the sport with um, messengers as there's so many messenger strikes in bowling. And I said, well, they're improving. Uh, the, that's what I said. The latest string and the latest string machines. Um, you saw that. Where, didn't Parker Bones Center have two of the most well, modern ones? Well, he has one, and it's not the sanctioned machine, but EJ Tackett and his family center, Easy Bowl in Bluffton, Indiana, is going to strings. They already have a pair that they have strings on, one and two. And I was watching EJ's wife, Natalie, throw a few shots on there. And it's the sanctioned, it's Cubic AMF. It's the fully sanctioned certified machine. And you can't tell the difference. And I was talking to EJ Monday before the practice session in Mount Prospect, and they're going to do the whole center. They're going to get done by the end of the summer. And they normally host the Central Region RPI qualifier to get everybody from the Central Region out to Las Vegas the following January. And he is going to be hosting that Central Region event. So this may be one of the first PBA events on string pins is going to be held at Easy Bowl. Uh, it's USB-C certified. You know, everything's USB-C certified. They have everything they're looking for. And you know, Bolero. Yeah, I'm surprised that they didn't is going to want to look at this as kind of a test thing because how many centers does Bolero have where they're already either installing string pin <laughs> machines on new builds or they're taking old centers like the one in Jupiter, Florida, where they had so many PB events right after Bolero bought it, especially during the pandemic. And now that's all string pins. Yeah. So and EJ's pumped and you talk to EJ a bit. Sure, the messengers are less, but he said the same thing. Throw it better. If you're flush in the pocket, you're right. going to hit. You're going to hit and you're going to get that six off the His, 10 right. because the pins are always on spot with mm-hmm. those string pins. You don't get the problems you Offset. get with the AMF yeah. and City. pin setters. Yeah. And you don't get it with the Brunswick pin setters. Those pins on those string machines are always His, on spot. His other comment was every three, four years, you know, pins go bad. They crack. Uh, and so he was like, well, what's going to happen if especially the, the, the one, three is the one that's hit the most. I, I said, well, they just replaced the pin and put a new feather, a well, feather. They, in they there. rotate them. Stefan Hainan. I mean, the guy, the guy's incredible with detail on let's all kinds on. of stuff. I'll, let's get him and on. he's going to make sure that they're rotating. I'll see Stefan on Thursday. Well, down I want down him at, on. Let's get him on with, next with him week. and Cassie at H5G. They yeah. have the, the, P, the booth at the PBA stops. Yep. Yeah. Let's get him on and talk about it. Yeah. He didn't bring this up when we talked to him. No, no. But I'd like to get him on and see yeah. what this is all. He doesn't have to do the right. whole podcast, like 10, right. 15 minutes, right. yep. and just kind of educate everybody that but, is like your customer of like, the yeah. hell with this, I'm out. Yeah. Like that, I, I would I would like to hear the sales job that he has or he's giving people to try and convince them to do this. Yeah, but talking to EJ, his customers are fine. I mean, his customers are fine. with It's small town, but where else are they going to go in a How small town? How many lanes are in that center? 22. 22 22 and, and you said it was 16 how, you said it was how much per lane 18 to twenty four thousand is what our mechanic Mark a set or a lane a lane a lane Holy but God, your power sorry. your power savings is huge compared to how much power these old machine these old brunswick and i mean brunswick yeah, runs off your bowling center bro, bringing bowl. in yeah, a good amount of money yeah. Yeah, you better be bringing in a good amount of money to pay for those yeah. pay that loan back for but whatever you're taking when out. they're yeah. when they're 80 more energy efficient than the machines you have in there already doesn't take long yeah, that was a big thing when brunswick came out with those new gsx pin setters there's right. no centers around milwaukee that have them i no. believe uh, but out in Madison, uh, out, there's a couple of places, 10 pin am. And that was the thing is just like, if you're, if your old Brunswick machines are getting old and they're using that much energy, you want to save energy, install these GSX pin setters. 
And Plaza Lanes in Clinton, Iowa did that several years ago. And his return on investment has been great because he's saving so much money on electricity every month. Right. Uh, my, my, my only point is, remember, A2s, which are out at Fox, I believe, and we have mm-hmm. A2s in New Berlin. Yeah. Um, they were built in the early 50s. Yeah. Um, uh, at that point, how hard is it going to be to get parts for it? And then the expense of Correct. the parts. Stefan Hainan had a Facebook post where earlier this year where he had to fly to Arizona yes. and drive back with parts, motors and stuff like that. That was probably the last them. straw would be my guess. Yeah, probably. That was probably him going to hell with this. I'm done. And he has posted he wanted to hold off on strings for as long as possible. He wants to make it free fall for his. And it just gets to the point where you just go, I can't. It's not feasible as a business to do that anymore. You just got to think about the future. Yeah, running around, going around. What's the difference between spending all that money and closing up shop because you can't yeah. afford to keep your machines yeah. running? And we talked about that when the story broke on strings about yeah. the Boeing Ellie in the South that can't find a mechanic and it's yeah. only open for bar and restaurant. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's we the talked problem. about that on yeah, the show. I can't wait for that regional at EJ's place. I, I, I may drive down and watch that entire weekend on my own. Yeah, just I, to I see, think people got to take a reaction pill pill. from the people. Yeah. If they've been USB-C certified and USB-C feels that, you're not going to see that much of a difference between it. I just think people need to take a chill pill. Yeah, oh, we're going to find out. When you get two of the best of the business, like EJ Tackett and Anthony Simonson, Simonson bowled that tournament in Utah we talked about a couple months back, where Simonson goes, it, it was pretty much the same for me. Yep. You can't go when, and these guys have seen it all. Yeah. If they go, yeah, good for me. It because be it's going to get else. to a point, either we have the sport or we don't. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, possibly. Yes, because eventually yep. nobody's going to be able to fix these machines. Right. right. That's the issue. Yep. Uh, he is Phil Brylo. Follow him on Twitter at Brew City Bowling. You follow Dwight at Dewey 300. Follow me at Sparky Radio. Thanks for hanging out and doing this with us one more time, a Spare Time Bowling Show. And uh, looking forward to next week, we got more bowling ahead here on the Spare Time Bowling Show. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a good one. Toodles. Toodles.